Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. It's another good one, Jayhawks. This is another good day to be a Jayhawk. And I want to start out this episode with my hats off to you, Jayhawk Nation. Standing ovation for all of you who were out there at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium on Saturday afternoon. 47,233 people, a sold-out crowd for your Kansas Jayhawks. Rolling up there against the Duke Blue Devils, both teams 3-0 going into it. And your Kansas Jayhawks come out there with another win. Let's go. 35-27 was the win over Duke. Incredible. The game played in front of a sold-out crowd. You guys dominated out there. All you fans. Jayhawk Nation showed up, showed out, got loud. We're very proud. Just like I wanted you guys to be talking in last week's episode leading up to this game. And you guys... We're out there. You you caused some penalties. I saw there were some false starts out there. You were getting loud for your defense when they needed you. And the booth was absolutely rocking out there for the Jayhawks. And believe it or not, believe it or not, this week, Kansas didn't spot the opposing team 14 points. I know. That's what they've been doing the last couple of weeks. You know, they went to West Virginia It was West Virginia up 14-0 in the first quarter. They went to Houston. Houston was up 14-0 in the first quarter. No, no, not this time. Not this time, Jayhawk fans. No. Kansas, it was the Jayhawks who got on the board first. Jalen Daniels with a pass to Trevor Cardell gave KU an early 7-0 lead. That's what we were talking about last week on the podcast. You wanted to get out, get up to an early lead, maybe, get a three and out to start the game, which the defense did. The offense also uh, didn't score on their first possession, but they did get the first touchdown to get that 7-0 lead. Now, Duke quickly answered that with a touchdown of their own, tying the game up 7-7. And at that point, I was thinking, all right, this might be uh, a back-and-forth shootout type of game. Originally, I thought KU would be the one scoring a lot of points, and they might hold Duke to about two or three touchdowns, but after that, after Duke got the answer there to tie it up 7-7, uh, I, I was a little bit nervous there, just for a quick second, but the next play that Kansas scored on eased all of my fears. It was a Jalen Daniels quick pass to Daniel Hyshaw out of the backfield, and what transpired next can only be described as a young man who willed himself all the way to the end zone. 73 yards for a touchdown. He broke five tackles along the way. It was an incredible effort. And there was some good blocking along the way as well, upfield by the Jayhawk wide receivers and out in front of them, some of the offensive linemen. But that was an individual effort from Daniel Hyshaw that I have not seen in quite a while. That was reminiscent, if you remember, if you if there are any NFL fans listening to this podcast, it reminded me a little bit of the Beast Quake, the uh, Marshawn Lynch run in the wild card game 
in the NFC in 2012. That was 10 years ago. Wow, I was just thinking about that off the top of my head. Does not seem like it was that long ago, but that was the run that it reminded me of. Highshaw took the catch, broke through a handful of tackles, ran 73 yards to the end zone, and the decibel level went off the charts at the booth. Incredible. And just this morning before I recorded this podcast, I saw a Spanish announcer's version of that touchdown, which was also incredible. I didn't know that I needed that in my life, but like I said on Twitter, at Talker is the Twitter you can go see that video at. That was something that I didn't know that I needed in my life that I needed in my life. That Daniel Highshaw touchdown to the sound of the Spanish announcers calling the game. Definitely go check it out. Go to my Twitter, at Talker. see what it's all about. It's it's an incredible video. Just The video by itself is incredible, but add the Spanish announcers, and it, it boosts it to 100. That's, that's all there is to it. So KU is up 14-7 at that point. Duke comes back and answers with a field goal, 14-10. And then it was Jalen Daniels again. A tough pass to Luke Grimm for a 19-yard touchdown that gave the Jayhawks a 21-10 lead. It was almost halftime. You wanted the Jayhawk defense to just shut them down and get to halftime with a, a 21-10 lead, but unfortunately Duke drove the field, got into field goal range, and made it 21-13 at halftime. So you're going into halftime, you're ahead 21-13. You feel, you're still feeling good about yourself. That, that high shot touchdown was incredible. That uh, pass from Daniels to Luke Grimm was incredible. So coming out of halftime, you're feeling good. Each team had a possession where nobody scored, and then Kansas let loose in that third quarter. Another touchdown from Jalen Daniels. This time he hit Lawrence Arnold, LJ Arnold, in stride on a beautifully threaded ball right through the defenders. Perfect timing for a touchdown. KU leads 28-13 heading into the fourth quarter. At that point, I knew the game was over. Duke was not coming back on Kansas. Not out there in front of you 47,000 fans. Not in front of Jayhawk Nation at the booth. Not this year. No, no, no. Duke came. The, the Duke scored a couple more times, but it didn't make it any. It didn't make me feel uncomfortable. I'll just say that. The doubt was never the the uh, the outcome was never in doubt. Duke kept things a little interesting. They got a touchdown with eight fifty four left in the game, so it was twenty eight twenty. Ku led, but then. The Jayhawks marched right back down, and Jalen Daniels ran it in from three yards out for a touchdown. 35-20 with 4.42 left in the game. It was over. Duke added a late touchdown, kind of a garbage-time touchdown, so the final score ended up being 35-27. But Kansas looked good again in this one. Their defense had a couple letdowns. The offense still looks incredible. And Kansas now up to number 26. They're, I know they only have a top 25. Unfortunately, cross-state rival Kansas State beat Oklahoma, who was a top 10 team. So Kansas State jumped up to number 25. Kansas beat undefeated Duke. They moved up from just receiving a few votes to having the most votes received without getting into the top 25. So Kansas basically number 26 right now. 
and I'm excited about that. This was a good game for the Jayhawks for multiple reasons, but uh, Jalen Daniels leading the way again, putting his name into the Heisman Trophy conversation. That has to be one of the top storylines this week. I was checking the odds because I like to do that these days here in Kansas. Obviously, sports betting legal now. Uh, Jalen Daniels has moved all the way up to the sixth best odds to win the Heisman Trophy heading into week five. That's incredible. He's also still in the great eight conversation, a weekly Davey O'Brien Award watch list, which he's been on for the past uh, few weeks now. So they give the Davey O'Brien Award to the best quarterback in college football. Obviously, the Heisman Trophy goes to the best player in college football. So sixth best odds to win the Heisman, still on the Davey O'Brien Award watch list. And here's an impressive stat from Jalen Daniels. 97 QBR rating through the first four games of the season. Obviously, that's the highest uh, in 2022 by any quarterback right now. He leads the nation in QBR. It's the second highest QBR through four games in the past five years. And the only player he's behind through four games is Tua Tagovailoa. I never say this guy's name right. Tua Tagovailoa. And he had a 98 QBR after four games. Jalen Daniels has a 97. And Tua, that was in 2018, by the way. So Jalen Daniels, a very impressive start to the season. Very excited about that. And another thing for the Jayhawks, it was nice to see them get out to an early lead and hold the lead because now they've won in every way that you want them to win. They got a big blowout win in week one against Tennessee Tech. Against West Virginia and Houston, they showed that they can get down early and make a comeback and win the game. And now in this game against Duke, they had a little puncher back and forth game. KU scored first. Duke came back, scored another one. They kind of went back and forth in the first half. And then KU got out to the two-touchdown lead in the third quarter and never looked back. They showed that they can play a close game and still come out on top. Even against West Virginia, they showed that they could win an overtime game. So KU has literally won just about every way imaginable that you can win. And that's good. Going into the rest of the season against Big 12 opponents, that's – that's what you want. You want to have the experience of all the different ways that they can win. So I'm excited about KU still. 4-0 for the first time since 2009. And now it's on to Iowa State. We're going to get into that coming up after the commercial break. Also, some Kansas basketball news. I know you've been wanting me to talk about basketball, but the t- the football team's just been doing so great. I don't want to get off the football team yet. I got to keep talking football until basketball season comes around now. KU's a football school now. We got to get used to it. But there is some news coming out for KU basketball. A big guest is coming to Late Night at the Fog. So I'll get into that along with a little preview for Kansas and Iowa State. Iowa State going to be coming to Lawrence this Saturday. We'll get to that right here after the commercial break. All right, coming up here before the end of the podcast, I will let you know who the big guest is that is going to be in Lawrence for Late Night at the Fog on October 14th. 
just made an announcement on that the other day over there at KUAthletics.com. So we'll get into that here coming up in just a little bit, but let's talk about this Iowa State game that's coming up for KU football because it's on to Iowa State now. The Cyclones are coming off their first loss of the season. They had a home loss to the Baylor Bears. Baylor's a top-20 team, so not a huge surprise there, but Iowa State was hoping to be 4-0 going to this game against KU. Now, KU is the only undefeated team in this matchup, but it is interesting Iowa State coming to Lawrence as a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game against KU. And I'm a little surprised by this for a couple of reasons. One, it's a home game for KU, and I think that the booth's going to be rocking once again on Saturday. But also the fact that KU is right there outside of the top 25. I thought that KU might be the three-point favorite in this game. But it's Iowa State who is coming in as the three-and-a-half-point favorite at this point. And this is going to be an afternoon game. It's going to be a 2.30 kickoff on ESPN2. So I'm a little curious about that point spread, but whatever. The Jayhawks can use that to their advantage again. They can go into it saying that they're the underdogs at home as a 4-0 team as the team that is just outside of the top 25. And by the way, if Kansas beats Iowa State and moves to 5-0 and on the season, that would be the first time since 2009 that they started 5-0. and It would also be, I, I in my opinion, if they beat Iowa State, they get to 5-0, and they're jumping into the top 25. There's no reason that they should not be in the top 25 after beating West Virginia on the road, after beating Houston on the road, after beating a 3-0 and Duke team. And if they beat Iowa State, yeah, they should be in the top 25, no doubt in my mind. But if they crack the top 25, start out 5-0, and that would be the first time since 2009 that they played a game as a ranked team next week. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that's – something to look forward to if Kansas can win against Iowa State on Saturday out there in Lawrence. But let's talk about a few things that can that needs to happen for Kansas to get this win. They've been doing it all season. Obviously, 4-0. They've been doing what they need to do. But there's always ways to get better. There's always room to improve. And I know that head coach Lance Leipold is getting these guys ready for it. So what needs to happen here? Kansas needs to get off to a quick start offensively. They've done it. Uh, They did it against Tennessee Tech. They did it against Duke. They struggled a little bit at the start of the game against West Virginia and against Houston. But this offense is so good, and they can strike at any moment. We saw it last week in that Daniel Highshaw touchdown. They need to get out to a hot start against Iowa State. You don't want to get into a a punch-out like Iowa State had against Iowa a few weeks ago where – it was a 13 to 10 type of game. You don't want that against Iowa State. You want to get out and you want to score points early and often. So if Kansas can get things going on the offensive end, if they can get some success early in the game, that would give the Jayhawks the edge. Plus, if you get your defense to come out and get a th- quick three and out to start the game, if they start out on defense, give the ball to the offense, or if Kansas gets the ball first, goes down and scores a touchdown, gets up 7 0. And then 
you get the defense to come out and get another stop. Kansas could go up by two scores early in the first quarter. That would be absolutely ideal. And if you can get a couple stops early, get that crowd in David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium, pumped up. Get them juiced for this one. Get them, er- get them going early and often. Because then you'll have the home crowd edge. You'll get in the heads of the Iowa State football players. That's what you want. And Kansas fans, I'm saying it again. Get out there early. Get out there. Be loud. Be proud. And don't stop until the end of the fourth quarter. Get out there for your Jayhawks. It's a 4-0 start for the Kansas Jayhawks. They... They have not had success like this. It's been 13 years. If you didn't get out to that game against Duke, I know it was sold out and some of you wanted to go and you couldn't make it. If there's still tickets, if you're listening to this and there's still tickets available, go to the game against Iowa State. You don't want Iowa State fans coming down here and filling up the booth. No. I know Iowa State fans travel well. We want to see as many Jayhawk fans in the booth as possible. So if you didn't get it out to last week's game against Duke, if there's still tickets available for you when you're listening to this podcast, just go out there. The tickets are not going to be super expensive. You're going to be able to afford it to get out to one game this year. Get out to the Iowa State game. Just do it. It's The it's the Kansas football team is 4-0. They're trying to get to 5-0 for the first time since 2009. So let's do it, Jayhawk Nation. Let's get out there and sell out another game at the booth. It's prediction time. Let's do it. I predicted every week that Kansas would win. Before the season, I th- I thought that they'd start the season 5-1. and one. I thought that they'd have a loss to Houston. Obviously, as things unfolded, I changed my mind midseason. I thought that KU could beat Houston. They ended up winning that game uh, last week. I thought they'd beat Duke by double digits. They ended up only winning by eight. But right now, Kansas is a a three-and-a-half-point home underdog to Iowa State. I don't think so. I don't think so, Vegas. I'm taking the Kansas Jayhawks to win this game outright. I'm taking Kansas 31, Iowa State 27. I'm picking Kansas to win by four points. You heard it here first. The Jayhawks will move to 5-0 and on the season. And let's get out there to the booth. Let's rock it. And let's keep things rolling for Kansas football. So I said I had some Kansas basketball news. Wanted to get to this before the end of the podcast. Big Kansas basketball news. Late night at the Fog, October 14th, just announced they have a special guest. A big guest. Why why do I keep saying a big guest? Well, because this guy's a giant. Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. Shaq, a.k.a. DJ Diesel will be in the house at the Fog performing a DJ set as DJ Diesel. Last year, it was Snoop Dogg. This year, it's Shaq coming into the Fog for late night as DJ Diesel. That's just incredible. Last year, I know that there was some uh, a little bit of an uproar about Snoop Dogg performing. I don't think anybody's going to have a, a problem with DJ Diesel. Uh, Shaq is an incredible performer, an incredible former basketball player. And an incredible talent. I just love it. He's a funny dude. If you've ever watched uh, the NBA on TNT, he's great on that set. 
And so I'm excited to see Shaq come into Allen Fieldhouse and put on a show for all you guys who are going to go out to late night. You can go to KUAthletics.com to see all the info on what you need for late night. It is going to be a reserved ticket thing. It's free, but you got to get your tickets reserved over there at KUAthletics.com so you can see how that is working over there. Plus, I mean, you get to see a sneak peek at your reigning national champs. I know they got a lot of new faces this year, but you'll see some of the old guys as well, plus Bill Self. Your head coach going to be there as well. So I think that's going to about do it for this episode. Uh, you can always get at me on Twitter at Talker at Mark the Overseer. We can keep the conversation going there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out what everybody's got going on there. A lot of good content. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.